All right, ready to rock and ruin? Yup. Yup. Wait, hold on, not yet. <laughs> it's always Glenn. It's always Glenn. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. to the point where I think he does that on purpose. <laughs> no, 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 no. Are you gaslighting us? <clears throat> no, let's, let's go. I'm ready. Hello, my friends. Thank you for joining us for the PebCAC podcast a weekly information security show featuring some all-around good people. It is week 41 of 2022. October is the start of Cybersecurity Awareness Month, so please share this podcast with someone who might be interested in learning more about cybersecurity. Today is also Taiwanese National Day, commemorating the Wu-Chang Uprising in China in 1911. With me, I have my co-host, Uncle Barbecue, who joined us for dinner last night. You're actually here in the Bay Area today with us. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm hung up on your last comment of the Wu-Shang or something. All I heard is Wu-Tang, baby. Wu-Tang forever. And uh, yes, dinner with you and Glenn and, and Guy was amazing. Thank you for asking. Wu-Tang we fed is you enough, forever. Though. I don't think we fed you enough seeing that you were still eating rice off of the, the table mats. So That rice was like a warm hug from Grandma. I just couldn't avoid it. Yeah, Glenn offered you his chicken. You could have eaten the chicken, but you chose to eat the rice off the placemat. And then we yeah, wonder why he got COVID the second time. Unlike you, he's not afraid of a little COVID, so there's that. Uh, we're not afraid of COVID. <laughs> we're just safe. <laughs> we're not licking doorknobs. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Chris has it. He's just not willing to test because he, he had the, the cough and the stiffles again today at the new hire boot camp. Did he show up with a with a face mask? He did. On principle alone, he will never admit to actually having COVID. He he has right now though. We know. On principle alone, I'm always gonna wear a face mask around Brian just to annoy him. Did he wear the face mask during his session today? He wore it until he got up in front of the, the audience and then he's like, Oh wait, COVID's not allowed up here, and then he took it off. <laughs> <laughs> I was at least six feet away from everybody once I was up there. In an enclosed room. All right, Chris, you just keep convincing yourself that. <laughs> and we have Glenn Medina, who also joined us in the Bay Area to have a nice dinner last night. Yeah, there to see another customer, but afterwards it was nice to see and hang out with you guys for a bit. So, yeah, awesome, awesome times. And, and shout out to Guy Marone for hosting us for some coffee, which uh, was at... Uh, Uncle Barbecue here did a Ted Lasso on and took a sip and then spit it right back into the cup. So just refused, refused to drink the amazing <laughs> coffee guy prepared for us. I, I tried, guys. I tried hard, but I failed. Guy's house is pretty amazing. It was nice and chilly out there. I was digging it. Yeah, I could tell Glenn was cold. He was not prepared. He wore his shorts. Like I said, you've heard it before, right? The coldest you'll ever be is a summer's night in the Bay Area. So, Oh, yeah. No guests this week. We've got two awesome guests book over, booked over the next two weeks, so be sure to stay tuned, like, and subscribe to the podcast. Before we start, we have to pour one out for famous hip-hop artist Coolio, who passed away last week at the age of 59. We hope you're resting in a gangsta's paradise. Did you guys say you guys can sing that? You guys know the lyrics? I could probably recall a majority of the lyrics. I would have to 
actually make an effort to see if I, I, I can remember them all. Maybe if I hear the instrumental, I might be able to fill it in. How about, how about you, Glenn? I can hum it, <laughs> but that's pretty much it. <laughs> hum me a few bars. Yeah, that's, that's my brain is like memory buffer full. I don't think I can memor, memorize lyrics like I used to. So I'm only getting the chorus on, on any song, just the chorus. I'm, I never get the whole song down. So you got to be like like your septet strangers in the night pretty much some things that just they pass down even if there's not any blood there i guess so i actually encountered coolio one time on a southwest flight to las vegas and we didn't approach him or anything but we could definitely a hundred percent tell it was him just because of his crazy hairstyle and what, he wasn't getting sworn by fans or anything but it was interesting he, he flew in coach like the rest of us what is Coolio doing on a on a Southwest flight? <laughs> that makes no sense. <laughs> How did that happen? So my wife was actually interested. In, she did a little bit of digging on that, and I think she looked for like Coolio stories in the news just because she was curious. And it it turns out someone might be able to correct me if I'm wrong, but if I remember correctly, it was something like his son was getting out of jail in Las Vegas or something. So Coolio was flying there to like get his son out of jail or something. On a Southwest flight from San Francisco. Yeah. That's awesome. Did he have the giant um, clock around his neck? No, you're thinking no, of someone totally different. Flavor Flavor <laughs> Flav. No, he did have like the, the braids that went straight up like a TV antenna. So that, that, that was the dead giveaway that it was him. Oh, beautiful. Hey. Uh, uh, we're also. Good, Ryan. Note to the listeners, if Chris is unable to edit out my cpu on fire in the background we appreciate you still listening and fighting through this moment in time <laughs> i could do some miracles in post-processing but i don't know if i'll be able to do that but i'll, I'll do my best i'll do my best uh, we're also keeping the victims of hurricane ian in our thoughts and we hope you're all okay out there combined we have decades of information security experience here not just to educate but to entertain we've got Four awesome stories for this week, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Closing the loop this week, a few weeks ago we talked about Genshin's anti-cheat software being used to kill AV processes on users' machines. Well, this week we got a report from ESET Security that uncovered North Korea's hacking team, better known as the Lazarus Group, is using a vulnerable system driver from Dell to do exactly the same thing and kill AV and monitoring process in a trend that's now known as BYOVD, or bring your own vulnerable driver. Why on earth Microsoft has not revoked the validity of the code signing certificate for this driver is beyond me. The crazy part was outside of like bring your own vulnerability or whatever, like I hate that acronym already, is that supposedly this, this driver has been vulnerable for 12 years. Yes, 12 years. Yeah, they just That's figured a, it out now. It's a little long. <laughs> How many people are pissed off that knew about that vulnerability? You're just like, damn it, Dave. We're going to come up with a different way in. They burned there. They they burned that tool. Yep. See, this is why, like, at the end of the day, like, you can rely on endpoint, but there's so many different ways to evade. you got to have something upstream in the wire. Like, maybe, like, a proxy that can see all this good stuff, be able to defend against it. Yep. Defense in depth. That's what we always preach. Defense in depth. True story. Chris was giving a presentation today 
and he was talking about defense and depth. And then someone stood up that was not a new hire boot camp. He's like, you bring up a good point, Chris. And I like to use something called defense and depth. I'm like, do you not hear what the hell he just said, man? I yeah. Like, I got that too. I didn't want to correct him though. You did not. You're good. Shut up. Why didn't you? <laughs> Our second close of the loop. It's been one year since the great Facebook outage. It's been a year. BGP is, really? is still a mess and Facebook still exists. So we're no better off than we were a year ago. <laughs> would would life be better without Meta, Chris? Yes, yes, life would be infinitely better without Meta. So I, I, I'm one that I, you know, I, for a while, I think it's been like four or five months now. I haven't even opened Facebook to look at it. So, but I have used Instagram, and that's part of Meta, I think. So, shame on me. What's in it? Yeah, that's that's probably the only Meta property I use. I I'll use that, and then. There are a few people that I occasionally message on WhatsApp, which is technically a meta property as well. Yeah. yeah I, as soon as they acquired WhatsApp, I, I was done. I'm like, yeah, no thanks. I'm good. Yeah, I'm primarily on Signal. So I, I, I try not to use Telegram. I try not to use WhatsApp. And Signal is my primary messaging app now. Not Telegram or Carrier Pigeon? Telegram, nope. nope. What's this? You don't you use iMessage. Don't lie. Uh, not as much. I think I still use Signal more because I talk to mainly you guys. I talk to you guys the most, and we all use Signal. Yeah, allegedly, your, your allegedly, we use Signal. Or your text notification was so annoying. It sounded like it was oh, it was like a like a doorbell coming in, like a, the chime from Ring. <laughs> on my on my Mac, it is on my phone. Which, for the record, I have not heard my phone ring in the last at least seven years. Ever since there was some life event where a phone going off would be very inconvenient, I've kept my phone on silent. But in the very rare occasion where the switch actually accidentally gets switched on, my ringtone on my phone is the purge siren. Oh, yeah. I can see how that could be annoying, but I don't think I've gotten a phone call. Well, I guess I have gotten a couple of phone calls. So, I'm like you guys, I'm always on silent. But the, the yeah. times I don't, it's a shotgun for a text message. Really? Does that yeah. annoy the family? They very rarely hear it. Like I think I've only heard it like twice in, in like yeah. the last seven years. Yeah, yeah I think mine's mine's turns on because I take it out of the case and then it just flips up for some reason. So yep. why are you taking your phone out of the case? I clean it. Eesh, I clean gross. it. Karen, you got a problem with that? <laughs> You clean your phone. That's wild. Yes. Actually, Chris cleaned his phone today after his meeting. Where was that? Yeah. I mean, he did it with an ice cube, but whatever. Yeah, I put it down on something sticky on the table. There's no water available, so I just used an ice cube. Hey, right. you find a way or you make one. We all know that out. sticky substances, ice is a way to get it off, apparently. Yep. What was hey, going back to your BGP thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what has to have, actually have to happen to make BGP go away? Or at least somehow make it more secure. And I think if they figure out a way, or if anybody's going to figure out a way, it'd be Cisco, right? Because they're like, yeah, we figured out a way to make BGP even better. Side note, you have to buy all new routers. It's actually Cloudflare. Cloudflare figured it out. It's called BGP Sec. It's secure BGP where the routes are digitally signed and the owners of the routes have the private key. And then you know it, it's all PKI based. So there is a way to do it. 
it's just the tyranny of the default. Nobody wants to do it. But yeah, that's overhead but too, again, though, right? What has to happen to make that actually a thing? Everybody has to agree on it, or I can, or the IETS EF has to enforce it. Yeah, good luck with that. I think you'd have to have a colossal outage. Probably, colossal yeah. yeah, yeah, for months on end, like just no internet. Some kind of like extinction level event. Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool to not have internet for a week? Go on vacation with me. We'll go either go in the woods or we'll go on a cruise ship. It's possible. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm getting ready to go on a camping trip and I'm seriously not. I'm hoping that there's no internet service out there. So. There you go. You'll have a week's worth of signal messages from the rest of us after you get back. No, I won't because they they delete after six hours. (laughs) (laughs) They delete six hours after you read it, not six hours after sending. That's the trick. Oh, really? So no, that's not true. No, that's not true. They they delete if I don't look at them. Yeah, I don't think that's the case. It's time based after they're sent. Because I've sent someone something, and then more than twelve hours later, I've gotten a reply to it. Yeah, we'll have to test that. Yeah. Go look now. All right. I wanted to make a call out that this podcast does serve as CPE credit for many certifications. So I am a CISSP and listening to industry-related podcasts counts towards my continuing education credits every year. Just something I, I want to make sign our off listeners. On that. I got to sign <laughs> off on that. <laughs> you just can't just throw that out there, Chris. You need you a can. signature from one of us. No, you don't. <laughs> Just something I want to make our listeners aware of who have to claim CPE credits by listening to this podcast. Hey, uh, All right. Chris, you are right. Disappearing messages after they have been seen. It's in, yes, the, it's in the bylaws of Signal. That's what I thought oh, it was. Wow. Oh, so. But you, okay. you're a double-dipping son of a gun. You can't run a podcast and get CPE credits. So you have to go listen to a you, different one, Chris. I do. Well, number one, I do. I listen to other podcasts. And number two, preparation for a presentation or preparation for things like this on the podcast technically counts. So I'm I'm actually way over the number of hours that I need for CPE credits. I just it's just a huge pain to have to enter them all in. All I hear is preparation age. <laughs> all right, fourteen minutes in. We finally made it to our opening topic. It's high school reunion season and my alma mater is having a milestone reunion this year milestone year reunion and i won't say which one and tip my hand at my age did you guys go to any high school reunions or do you know of anything interesting that happened to people in your high school graduating class do do they do high school reunions after five years chris is that that true (laughs) it's 20 it's 20 (laughs) i have not been to one high school reunion just an alarming amount of suicides in my my high school graduating class of you know, 212 people. Wow. Yeah. That's just alarming, I guess. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I, I mean, you know, I hope I don't hurt anyone's feels, feelings out there, but the people that I keep in contact with today are the people that I kept in contact with back then, and I'm good. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much how I, I feel, too. The people I want to keep in contact with, I'm still in contact with, and the people I don't, there's probably a reason that I'm not in contact with them anymore. So are you going to go then, Chris, or no? 
I am not. I have no interest in that. Grace is going to make him go. <laughs> I might go to my next one. I'm going to show up like in a helicopter. Battle fatigues. Yeah. 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 I'm going to be pimping it. Well, no, more like I have a bounty, right? People are like, what the hell is this dude doing right now? We've got to make the casino. The alternative is they might have think thought you uh, joined the Brotherhood. True. I'll I'll do something. Uh, I'll flare it a little bit differently. Wear a beret. Yeah, so, so from from my <laughs> class, I know at least uh, one of my co students, one of my colleagues. I don't know what you call a co. Somebody from my high school graduating class. Uh, one became an exotic dancer, and one of them was <laughs> murdered. Oh wow. I've had a couple pass away in my in my uh from my class, but that's quite some time ago. Any famous folks from your any of your class classes? Not Steve from Jobs. my no class. <laughs> Not from my class. From my school, uh Danny Glover, the actor, graduated from my high school, and uh, Gilman Louie, no relation to me, but he was the guy who started Spectrum Holobyte. And even though you might not know the company name, you definitely know his game. He was the one that brought Tetris to the United States. Oh, damn. All right. That's a good man. Is that b- way before you then, right? So Way before me, yeah. And so is Danny Glover, unless you're talking about Danny Glover Jr. So No. Danny Glover Sr. Yep. Graduated from my high school many, many years before me. He was a Bay Area guy? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah from my I'm... high school, it was C.C. Sabathia. Probably it was like maybe five years behind me. So I think it was a race car driver too. I can't remember. I'm pretty much the most famous person to graduate from my high school. Actually, no, that's that's a lie. Governor Rose Mofford, she graduated from high school, my high school. You guys mm. probably never heard of her. But... Nope. First female governor of Arizona. You know, but whatever. You guys be racist what or sexist. All right. <laughs> All right. For our first topic, did you guys get the Apple News Fast Company push notification with the racist and obscene message? I didn't see the racist part, but yeah, I saw the obscene part. Did uh, you? Well, me neither. You know, prior to the story, I had never even heard of Fast Company, but it appears they are a news outlet and their accounts got hacked. The hacker revealed on an underground hacking forum how he or she got in. So Fast Company uses WordPress as their content management system, but they configured it with basic HTTP authentication, which is trivial to bypass. <laughs> Next, they poked around their instance and found several services using the, wait for it, default passwords. Oh, gosh. From there, <laughs> from there, he or she says they were able to seal Auth0 tokens, Apple News API keys, and S. Amazon SES secrets, and armed with that, the rest is history. The hacker defaced Fast Company's homepage, changing all of the story headlines to that same racist and obscene message, and then used Apple News's push notification to send out that same message. Pepcat comes to the comes at play again here, guys. Right? Yep. Human error, basic HTTP authentication, and default passwords. Like, what did you expect would happen? I, I'll be honest with you. I thought the days of default passwords are like long gone. It's good to hear that they're still out there wreaking havoc on ordinary services Defaulters, such as Apple News. D- default or simple passwords? Yeah. 
Now this was literally default ones. Like and I like I did a WordPress installation not too long ago and it, it had you change the password. Yeah, Actually, so WordPress. Yeah. yeah, like it was. Yeah, like, so yeah, WordPress so. would have changed, made you change it. But I think some of the other services they use through WordPress. I think that WordPress was the entry point, but it was trivial to bypass since it was HTTP basic auth. And then once they were in, some of the other services branched off from WordPress, used default passwords. You know, one day people will learn. I wonder what kind of money Fast makes. Do you think though? I mean. I mean, it's 2022. We've had this continuing on forever. Some of the most biggest breaches have all been because of something as simple as a password or a default password or getting weak MFA. passwords. Yeah. Con uh, credential stuffing attacks. Yeah. Probably password reuse. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised right. in the least. But I guess this guy decided to be or this, this hacker decided to be obscene with their message. But can you imagine if they pushed out some other notification? Very similar to the Twitter hack. Like, what if, you know, the guy that took over Joe Biden's Twitter account said, you know, I'm, I'm pardoning this one, or I'm, I'm pushing this stock future, or you know, I'm going to war. Like, you can move markets with the power of information. But this guy decides to post something racist and obscene instead. Yeah, I think uh, if it was me, I would have done something... A little less edgy and more gonna, you know, pack the uh, the stock market in my favor if you catch my drift. Yeah, you should have posted like, "I'm proposing a bill to make Bitcoin tax free" or something like that, and price of Bitcoin shoots to the roof. Problem with that? You That's like right more right serious up. jail time, though. <laughs> you think about it, right? I guess so. That's like market manipulation. Yeah, there's yeah. probably some. <laughs> Some other implications there that we're not thinking ah, about. He, he just pointed, he just posted a picture of a dong on the internet. Okay. <laughs> Everyone's got that. Uh, he just caused like the great crash of 2022. Um, yeah, he's oh, going you mean to the jail. second ones? The second crash? <laughs> yeah, <one>? the second <laughs> yeah. Uh, We're in a simulation. But the thing about it, like, it, honestly, like if you had that kind of control, like out of everything you could have done, you did a push notification. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Or is this well, one of those things where everyone looks this way and you're doing something sketchy over here and he's laughing at us right now? It could be it. So Fast Company did end up taking their website offline. So not only, you know, they, they had the problem of trying to kick the guy out, remove the headlines, apologize for the racist headline, but then they completely took their website offline. And I think that's probably exactly what they're doing now. They called in the IR truck. They're going through everything and make sure they really booted this guy out. It's gotta be fun indicator of attack all right for our second topic we always bring you the listeners the latest as a service services a few weeks ago we talked about the traffic jam as a service when a bunch of teenagers ordered some taxis to pick up in the exact same spot in downtown moscow well now we have the rise of violence as a service sounds interesting right Violence as a service has been ratcheting up in the sim swap community. This is a group of degenerates that call your mobile phone carrier and convince them to switch your phone number to a phone that they control, effectively swapping the sim card, to intercept those two-factor authentication codes sent over text message. A successful sim swapping operation could net these groups 
potentially hundreds of millions of dollars if they hit the right targets. Remember when you said you, you wished you, your superpower could be the ability to reach through the computer screen and punch someone in the face on the other side? Well, now we have something similar. Rivalries in the sim swapping space is almost reaching to the point of prohibition bootleggers, but not quite cartel level yet. These sim swap gangs are hiring local thugs to do things like slash tires, throw a brick through someone's window, conduct drive-by shootings, fire bombings, and even home invasions against rival sim swappers. The proof of action videos are circulating all over Telegram. There's one of someone firing a handgun into someone else's house, and there's another video of someone throwing a Molotov cocktail at a sim swapper's girlfriend's house. That's serious stuff. Can you imagine, though, like there's like in the heart of Compton and some nerdy little white dudes walking up the street? Right, and he's like talking to the Crips. Guys, got a business opportunity for you. I know you like to do some (laughs) sketchy stuff. And on top of all that, it's completely anonymous and we're going to pay you in Bitcoin. And be like, what the hell are you talking about Bitcoin or Ethereum? Like, I don't know. You know, Russia, they just cut different. Maybe this violence is just more common over there. I have no idea. I mean, that's the way they sell the differences. Actually, a lot of the stuff is done here uh, stateside. So it's, it's an attacker overseas. They hire a local thug to carry out the attacks here on U.S. soil. All I know is I need to buy localthugs.com. See if that's a real thing. Yeah. The tool that we've always needed, team. Outsource have, my uh, violence. Unionize and comes with uh, medical benefits. <laughs> <laughs> what do they mean by Dental brick someone's house, by the They just literally just throw bricks or like... Throw a brick through a window. Send a message. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there's uh, another story here. So Krebs was the guy that uh, uncovered a lot of this, did a lot of the research. So Krebs has two stories. The second story is about a kid in Florida who was kidnapped at the request of a sim swapper from Australia who said the kid shortchanged him on the last scam they pulled together. His kidnappers record a video of him all bloodied up and with two guns pointed at his head. And the kid's like pleading for his life and asking his sim swap crew to pay a $200,000 ransom for his release. The kid was shot in the leg and is now cooperating with the U.S. FBI. That's, I I didn't think that was cool because FBI gets involved in all kidnappings, right? That's like a highly big, that's a big federal offense there, right? It is. So if I'm wrong, yeah. Recording a video pointing a gun to someone's head is a pretty serious crime too. But I think we might be past that point for the thugs that this Australian guy hired. That's why I always just point a glizzy at people. Just let them know. I'm, I mean business with my sausage here. Yeah. So I read that, and I mi- maybe I misread things, but you just said it the same way that I read it. It sounded like the guy that was being held hostage, he got shot? And yes. Think- yeah. yeah, so they, they threatened to kill him, and I guess they didn't kill him. They shot him in the leg, and now he's cooperating with the FBI, I guess, to turn in this Australian guy he upset, Maybe. Uh, there well, is a he's cooperating. Like this, <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't understand. Well, that's trust amongst thieves, though, right? I mean, <laughs> well, he's not a thief, is he? This, yeah, yeah he's, he's a yeah, victim. He's the guy that was kidnapped as well. Yeah, yeah. See, it's, although he's the victim of the shooting, 
he's he scammed the guy in Australia out of a lot of money, and that's why he was so mad. Allegedly, not, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Yeah. Can't you guys prove are so, anything. So quick to jump to to things. No one that so, scams is going to use a real name. Get shot in the leg. Hey, it's court of public opinion over here, right? We're not. What are we talking? No, we don't do. We don't hold real court here. So the guy that got shot in the leg, he was a big time sim swapper on Telegram, and his personal account got converted into a channel talking about sim swapping. So everybody in the underground forum says this guy's a narc. Like, delete him immediately. Delete these chats. Like, he's cooperating with the FBI. So maybe that's the hope that the FBI cut him a deal and said, "Help us catch these other sim swappers, and maybe we'll overlook some of these charges." Hey, uh, good news. My computer is about to reboot in 41 seconds, so I'll be right back to you. <laughs> <laughs> do, you guys, do you guys use Telegram, Chris? You don't use Telegram, do you? I do. I, I have Telegram. I used it to communicate with some people that, for one reason or another, refuse to get onto Signal or WhatsApp. Um, there's yeah. some interesting groups on Telegram. I, I part not participate i i view i watch things i get invited to some sketchy groups on telegram and i i'm interested to see what goes on which is somewhat alarming because this is my primary phone number like if i had a burner phone i think i'd probably have more fun with it but somehow yeah. some way my primary phone number got invited to all these sketchy telegram groups but the, oh i see so it, i mean it's just like signal right it's not like a some kind of message board that you can just join right no no telegram is Oh, yeah, it so is. Telegram, okay. yeah, so Signal is peer-to-peer, so you can have like a group chat, but I think the group chat maxes out at like five people or something. Telegram, you can create a, a channel and invite, you know, potentially thousands of people to this channel. Um, it's used for like organizing protests, so there's some legitimate uses for Telegram, yeah. like organizing protests, political dissent, and the like, but it's also where like scammers can all come together and trade <laughs> tips and sell services, all... End-to-end encrypted, you know, pseudo anonymously. Yeah, and I've gotten invited to some of these channels that do like unemployment benefit scams. Uh-huh. Like they have, like in California, the EDD that hands out unemployment benefits. They use ID.me. It's a third-party mm-hmm. ID verification service, and that ensures that you are who you say you are, and you're not claiming the benefits of like twenty different people. But they offer like ID.me bypasses. They offer like stolen identities and they said yeah we'll walk you through exactly how we how we do it this is my proof of deposit of these 20 unemployment checks in my account every month so it's it's interesting to see that i if it weren't my primary phone number i might inquire as to how this happens just purely from a curiosity standpoint i'm not interested in scamming anyone or going to jail but just to see how that that works yeah i'm just asking for a friend that's all so exactly for for science for science, for science of course. For, yeah for research yeah research purposes yeah. but yeah, i don't think on... uh yes yeah, whatsapp that doesn't have a message board either so if i'm not mistaken it's it's end to end it's end to end as well right or uh person to person i think so i don't have as much experience with whatsapp as i do telegram but telegram definitely has the groups because anytime i'm in some kind of group chat or somebody wants to take it to a uh, a message board type chat that's always on Telegram. Mm. Are you on Telegram, Glenn? Uh, I am not on Telegram. It's it's the last thing I need is another format. <laughs> another messaging app. <laughs> another messaging app. 
yeah so yeah fair i mean, I, I, I used you know, it's kind of odd right so in europe whatsapp is more popular and i think asia as well um yeah i don't know what's up in line okay line yeah. is another one that's pretty popular signal yeah. is popular like journalists and political dissidents yeah which is ironic. Well, I guess not ironic. That that's actually pretty on brand because Signal is open source. It's been audited. It's secure. Telegram chose to do roll your own encryption, and nobody knows what the algorithm is. To my knowledge, it hasn't been cracked. Maybe the NSA has cracked it, and they're not saying it. But it's it's totally closed source, totally proprietary. And you know what they say about using proprietary encryption? Don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe Definitely it was the NSA happy. that built the system to begin with. There you go. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. As we wait for Brian's corporate-owned laptop to go through its mandatory reboot, for our third topic, never let a crisis go to waste. The war in Ukraine right now is laying the groundwork for at least two scams seen in the wild. Just like the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic, people were selling fake cures and fake vaccines. Scammers never pass up an opportunity to scam people out of their hard-earned money. The first scam involves so-called white cards, which are a medical exemption card for the Russian army. As Putin escalates the war in Ukraine by threatening to use nuclear weapons and instituting a draft, and military-aged males are prohibited from leaving the country, Innocent Russians who do not wish to get swept up in this war can apply for a medical exemption from the draft. They basically need a doctor's note with a reason of why they can't join the army. Online services are offering these doctor notes, but almost all of them are turning out to be a scam. After the military-aged male pays a fee for the note, well, you can see where this is going, and the note never shows up, and he never hears back from the fake doctor ever again. So this is scares me. I, I was I was perusing articles and looking at like YouTube, and they're taking these kids and you know and 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 people and you know sending them to these uh, I, I guess concentration areas where they're you know um, putting them through the rigors of getting them military clothing and whatnot. And a lot of them are um, complaining. There, there's one video where the whoever's talking is saying, "I don't care if you have a limp." I don't care if you have asthma. I don't care what ails you. You will, you will be. You are, um, you are part of the Russian army now. So get over it and continue on. So th that's an interesting thing that these white cards are coming out. So I, I, I doubt that uh, they'll even pay attention to them, even if they were legitimate. Yeah, yeah. In, in Soviet Russia, white card does not matter. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's probably the case here yeah i i would agree with you that there's such a morale problem now that you know even finding able-bodied people they're not able to find able-bodied people and it, it is going to be a huge morale problem even if you send these guys to fight in ukraine like if you don't believe in the cause you don't believe in the country they're, they're just going to defect the first chance they get yeah scary isn't it scary that you know in this day and age when you hear things like this, my heart goes out to the Russian folks that don't want to be part of this war. Um, and it's just amazing, right? I mean, being a former service member, this is not cool, right? Yeah, and I, I think 
that's the narrative that a lot of the the news and you know especially us as well we say our our beef is not with the russian people our beef is with the russian leadership that's you know leading this war right now and a lot of the people within russia are suffering you know massive sanctions all these american companies pulling out to try to punish the leadership and the elite there but it's the all these innocent russian people are getting just caught up in this which is very sad yeah yeah, I think we've had that conversation before, Chris. It's like, do we have it? I mean, like, are we are we the one that's our brainwashed versus the folks that are sitting in Russia or China? And it's like, what's your favorite country? You know, it's uh, they'll always say that's their you know their favorite country is their the country that they're from. But I'll be honest with you, I've been to other countries and I I, I don't think any there's anything wrong with our country. There there may be some things wrong with the leadership, but that I don't agree with. But uh, for most part, I feel pretty safe walking around and not have to worry about a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The second scam also involves the war in Ukraine. As our listeners may know, Russia has cut off all gas supplies to Western Europe, leading to energy shortages, which leads to high prices and a very, very cold winter coming up. Prepared households are ordering up their firewood now, except a lot of times the wood never shows up. In an online scam, these pop-up stores are selling firewood and other essentials to stay warm this winter, but never deliver on the goods. What is that? Like, you order wood online and it doesn't... Well, yeah. That's 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 a hard one. Like, yeah, the way it, you... It's, yeah, it's Go like ahead. one of those... Typical any kind of scam, ordering a coronavirus cure online, and even if it shows up, it's snake oil, or it might never show up, and you just, you just get scams. It's just insert... You know, crisis of the day, you know, remedy for this crisis here, and then you've got this scam. It's just unfortunate that they're preying on people's fears of the very cold winter coming up. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It's that that is just uh, for these people that are running these scams. Shame on you, really shame on you. That's terrible because you know people are in Ukraine are going through hardship right now, and keeping warm is one big thing, right? I mean, there's, you can imagine what this is going to be like if it drags out to when the snow starts hitting the ground. So, yeah, it's Ukraine, it's Germany, it's Amsterdam, it's just all these countries that previously relied on Russian gas to heat their homes, and now they're looking for alternative ways to do that just so they don't freeze. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I've got something to bring up. So I, I don't know if this is a new scam, but I fell for it. And uh, I was at a gas station, and typically you get guys that are coming around and just asking for money. Um, this guy came around, and he he came by in a very nice suburban. Claimed that he was, he came from a rich Arab family, and that he was on his way to Seattle to the embassy over there um, because you know his 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 stuff got stolen. And he was asking for money, so I kindly, uh, you know, filled up his tank with car, uh, his, his car with, you know, with some gas and and charged it. And then he was asking me for some money, so I, I threw forty dollars at him. He gave me this ring; it was a gold ring. And I'm like, listen, I don't want it. I, I'm just doing this. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to be nice. Gave me this ring, and he and then he took off his necklace and he and he gave it to me, and he he told me to hold it. I says, can I, can I get, give him like another hundred dollars? And I looked at him, I'm like, no way. And I, the minute he put the necklace into my hand, as big as that necklace was, if that was real gold, 
my hand should have fell down, right? Yeah, so that's how you know that was dense. the yeah. biggest biggest thing. And so, anyways, I was like, "Cool, I'm done." I, you know, I did my, I did my, you know, my my duty as being, you know, yeah. a nice guy here. I knew yeah, I just got karma. scammed. Yep. Yeah, I knew I just gotten scammed. I got in the car. My wife's like, "What's going on?" I'm like, "I just gave him money, and I he, he gave me this ring. I know it's a scam. I just realized it when he when it when he did this. I said, I was, just, I didn't care for the stuff. I thought I was just being a nice guy. So anyone out there that gets scammed with the guy that tells you that he's He's coming from a rich family and he's trying to get to, a, a, you know, Seattle or trying to get to the embassy and he's he's lost all communication. Yeah. Watch out. That's not that's a, definitely a scam. Yeah, I didn't. I've been seeing. So it's not just local to you. I've been seeing that posted up here on Nextdoor as well. Very similar narrative. Thankfully, the people that posted it are doing exactly what you did. They're warning others and they did not fall for it. But you can definitely see a situation where someone would believe that story and say, yeah, got you know $2,000 worth of gold, why wouldn't I give you another 200 bucks or whatever they're asking for until you take it and get it appraised and like, no, nah, man, this is fake. <laughs> yeah, totally fake. <laughs> so yeah, let that be a lesson. You know, like I said, I, I didn't care about the ring. I didn't care about the necklace. I really thought I was helping someone genuinely. And uh, I, like I said, I was pretty upset with myself that I fell for something like that. So no, nah. on the bright side, you only lost 40 bucks. You didn't lose 140 or he may, may, yeah. would even ask for more. Maybe give you like a fake Rolex and said, "Here, keep this and then give me, you know, spot me a thousand bucks." If it was a fake Rolex, I would have been happy for the forty dollars and a fake Rolex because then at least I could have <laughs> wore that thing around and then tried to sell it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, it doesn't look like Brian's coming back, and we're going a little bit long, so we're gonna skip topic four for this week, and we'll jump straight into our. Dad joke of the week. Dad joke of the week. Thankfully, Glenn is up this week. All right, guys. I got a doozy. What does a baby computer call his father? What's that? Data. 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 (laughs) (laughs) All right. Nice. I got another one, but this one's probably going to get cut. It's suggestive themes, like if it was that that TV fourteen, it'd be suggestive themes. <laughs> all right, to wrap things up. First of all, welcome back, Brian. I'm glad your company-owned laptop finally went through its mandatory reboot. <laughs> oh, and it's still humming along at a thousand percent. So yeah, I'll never use this thing to record again. <laughs> all right, lesson learned. All right, to wrap things up, don't use basic auth on WordPress and change passwords from their defaults. Violence as a service is a thing now. Watch out for scams, especially when they're related to current events or if they involve gold chains in a gas station. That's all I have for this week. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. You can find us all on LinkedIn. Links will be in the description. Follow us on Instagram at Pepcac Podcast. Thank you to all our listeners and subscribers who raised five stars in the iTunes store and Spotify and left us a review. We appreciate you all spreading the word to help grow the show. And just remember, October is National Cybersecurity Awareness Month, so please spread the show, raise awareness. Tell your grandma. Tell your grandma. The best way to find us is to search for the PepCAC Podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. For our co-host Brian Deach and Glenn Medina, I'm Chris Louie. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next week. And as always, have a nice day. Bye, Felicia.
Yeah, we need to get our demographic up in that, that 60 to 80 range for podcasting. So make it happen, team. Have a nice day.